save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. You think today I'll be a thinker or a non-thinker? I mean, they're all thinkers. Are they? I think so. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I think so. My goal is that whilst people are listening, at some point they go and have to have a discussion with themselves or whoever they're sitting with about what we're talking about. And they're like, okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. We got we to pause right there. What do you think about that? Do you, do you agree yeah. with him? No, I mean, I sort of see. I sort of see Jay's point. Right. And it's like, no, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's why I think what I think about that. I agree to an extent. To an extent. To but, an extent. But for me, so I think either the things that I think get people to stop for that, at least personally for me, are either when people have like a, like a, um, some sort of like deep sort of thought okay. about a thing or a highly relatable common thing, which I think are sort of our sweet spots. Do you think <clears throat> that the discovery of new highly relatable like uh, aha moments is disintegrating? Like like there has been so much commentary and like social introspection like through all the the various media platforms mm-hmm. that like it's real like you know at one point in time I feel like this was like the job of stand-up comedians was to be able to step into an arena and sort of be like ha these are all things that most of you in this audience here today you've experienced these things and when I say them out loud you're gonna be like oh my god so true yeah you know and it's like like that's that used to be the goal of like a, a small handful of individuals but now there's like the, the the whole internet there's tiktok right. there's instagram there's reels there's shorts. so many people have a platform to be noticed with such observations yes exactly yes. Yeah, yeah well yeah. i don't i mean that is true and i think the 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 load is shared by more people than ever before if i mean if load is the right word the um the opportunity to discover those sort of like shared experiences is greater than ever before but like i will get fed a ton of like just sort of like relatable parenting memes on my feed all the time and so many of them are just like you know one hair's breadth difference from another and they all make me laugh and it's like the i think sometimes the trap that we or any content creator can fall into is that like i covered this sentiment once before ever and therefore i cannot touch it again right kind of thing where it's like i talked about that and i addressed my opinion on that in 2015 in a video so like anyone who saw that would know that if they watched this video and i said it again they'd be like wow he's already said this before he said that before give me something new dude and it's like i think you can really get stuck in that rut but ultimately like it's okay to bring up a sentiment more than once because that's just who you are (laughs) well and that's the thing yeah is that like we're we're complex creatures but like we only have, have we have a finite number of um 
touchstones. And yeah. I think especially this becomes more and more true. I think I've noticed it as we've gotten further into the pop, but like as, as my life has like really started to like dig roots deeper mm-hmm. and like my career has been established for a period of time and my family has been established for a period of time and like my friendships and my home. And like, you know, it's like you reach a certain point where it's like, I go to the same places. I talk to the same people. Mm-hmm. I go and dine at the same, you know, restaurants. Like, right. Like you sort of find yourself in like, huh, how many like brand new unique experiences or, or like opportunities to, to see a brand new perspective did I truly give myself in this past week? Well, is, is the goal of existing to give yourself new perspectives every week? Well, no, I mean, not necessarily. Um, okay. uh, d- just, just purely from like a, um, like a, like b- trying to discover that, that next new, uh, little little piece of social commentary realization. What I think have you. I think there's tons of that to be found within routine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's. I mean, and in a lot of times, I think that those things are discovered through routine. Yeah. You know, and like I mean, you speak about parenting. I, I, uh, you know, it's obviously been a hot second since I've been on social media. But like, I do, I do realize that like that some of the, the TikToks I was being fed, even as Addie was only like you know six seven months old when I stepped away from social media, I was like, oh man, I've already experienced a whole bunch of these things. And they're dead on like completely completely right. relatable but yeah. like but the fact that i haven't like like you know experienced them on so many different occasions but the the big thing is almost like the the awareness actively like this is this is sort of like that um you know like the ed helms quote from the office like why don't they ever tell you you're in the good times while you're like living them mm-hmm. you know and for the most part uh and I, I heard somebody on a podcast say this over the weekend but it was almost like like if you recognize in the moment that you're having a great time and you take a moment to like stop and be like man i'm having such a great time right now like like his argument was sort of something along the lines of like then you're not having as much fun as you think because if you're having that level of fun you don't pause to appreciate the fun that you were having in the moment. You're fully focused on the moment. You know, there, I think there's some truth to that, but I would also argue that this past weekend we went out on like a mountain bike ride. Yes. We and did. I mean, like I had so much fun, like it was an absolute blast and the way mountain biking, or at least the way that our group rides tend to go was that there will be like, a um, you know five to fifteen minute section of like riding the trails, getting from one spot to the next, and then there will be like a either a fork in the path or a nice clearing or a level spot or like a we need to you know we finish that trail sort of moment where like you just sort of wait for everyone to catch up and reconvene and you know catch your breath, take a sip of water or whatever. And so like the I think when we get to those break points, a lot of times it'll be like because you're not in the act of cycling, it'll be like oh my god having so much fun right now oh yeah like you can quickly like not focus it's like there like there is an obvious break point but then once you get back into it it's not like as i'm riding i'm like this is so i'm having so much fun right now it's like now i'm back in the act of having the fun you know and being zoned in on it rather than like um like internally addressing the amount of fun i'm having so basically what you're saying is like you, you can be riding and while you're riding, you're not thinking about having fun. You're just having fun. Right. And then like at each of the little individual breaks, you can be like, oh my gosh, I'm having such a great time right now. And then like you go back to riding and you continue to have a really great time. But again, you're still not thinking about the fact that you're having a great time. Exactly. So you basically have like these like little pauses to reflect in between yeah. the havings of great times. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's, I think it both like proves and disproves the point at the same time. Because sure. I think it goes to say that like while you're riding again, you're not 
not actively thinking, wow, I'm having such a great time. But what you're doing is staying enough inside of the zone of a great time that you're able to like take like like put like one foot outside of that dome and sort of be like, this is good. Like like I'm I'm having fun right now. But you're you're having that thought in the the brief stages of iterum. Yeah. While, while the same thing is otherwise happening. That's true. Yeah. yeah. There is some like nuance because like if you were just sitting in the parking lot the whole time like waiting for us to come back you'd have been like you were mountain biking the whole time and it's like yes the entire activity the starting the stopping the 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 waiting the riding is all encompassed under the same activity of mountain biking but in the act of being out there there are times when you are actually biking and times you are not. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I, I like that. I like that version of it, though, because I, I, I do occasionally have these moments myself, like uh, like if I'm, you know, on vacation and the family's like all like, you know, sitting around and, you know, you're, you've got like your your freshly popped ice cold beer and everybody's like in a rocking chair and there's just general chatter. Like sometimes those those are the moments where I'm like, man, this is great. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're sort of like like everything is like as it should be like, you know, you, you do all of like all of the exertion of of energy and resource and commitment to you know your your day-to-day life and everything so that at some point you get to have that moment yeah and and occasionally i think inside of those moments i actually can 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 both appreciate it for what it is and and actively be aware that i'm appreciating it for what it sure. is yeah but that's that's also probably something like where uh it's a, it, it probably comes with a certain amount of uh excuse me uh practice where you reach a stage where um like, you know that that's sort of like ultimately like what you're after, but it's still it is still an authentic and otherwise organic moment that, yeah. that you're experiencing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So, OK. OK. Should we start the show? I guess so. OK. <laughs> What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. I'm back. Um, We're off of Thanksgiving break. We made it back to the chairs. I know, I know. Yeah, this is this is a this is a strange. I hope that you guys enjoyed the um, the after the final pop fun yeah. of, of last week. Um, I like, but this is a, this is a strange opportunity for us where it's actually been like two full weeks since we've since we've recorded. So I feel like we we stepped into today. We our cold open just turned into a whole full blown segment. I know a whole, a whole full blown segment about the nuance of routine versus the discoverability of the impromptu. Wow, what an amazingly succinct uh, way to describe exactly what that was. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Can I, can I, uh, let me, let me pitch you on something because I, <laughs> okay. I, I, uh, it came up and I can't even remember who said it. I think it was we're, we're, Ali and I've been watching the Gilded Age. Um, and it, somebody said like, uh, the word, the saying interesting is a, is a cop out. Um, like as, oh, as like yes. a conversational tactic. I am, I am horribly aware that I do this and it's like, it's one of those things where once I'm aware that I'm doing it, I can never tell whether anyone else ever actually finds anything interesting or it's just using it as like a vocal filler yes and that's exactly what it is so yeah. i literally it was so funny because it said it and i i oh it's in the show notes from like three episodes ago but i think i called it like the interesting paradox or something like that the interesting the interesting dilemma i think is what i called it because i know i like i can hear myself saying it throughout the years and i'm sure now that now that i'm like putting a microscope on it people will continue to notice that i do this uh in the pop in in 
perpetuity and per always may unless I can unless I can get better yeah, at, maybe, at not maybe doing it now that you've recognized that you won't do it as much yes yeah yeah but it's like it's it's when somebody says something and you're like oh well it's really interesting um like I think a lot of times interesting is such a very um like all-encompassing and very good response to no matter what the person just said because right because interesting in and of itself is usually like i think on on some level and I, I wouldn't i wouldn't go so far as to declare like this is people's like life mission or even my own life mission to be interesting yeah. but like when somebody is especially in like the the um the umbrella of small talk you know so it's the holidays we're all spending a lot of time around like family members we don't see very often you're catching up you know filling in some of the blanks and like what happened you know, since you last saw them and it's so easy for, for somebody to, to regale you with a tale or like, you know, something that they've been, they've been up against or just quite literally something interesting that happened to them. And so it's, it's so easy to respond to a sentiment, a story, uh, you know, whatever from somebody else. Like, oh, that's really interesting. And it's like, it's the thing is, is that like, it's such a good way to be like, oh, wow, that, that is incredibly interesting. Let I've me, never let thought me of validate that. your story. Yes, yes, the yes. The thing yes. is, the thing, is, what the paradox is that if it were truly interesting, you'd be engaged with, you'd be engaged enough to ask to say something other than comment about how interesting it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. So, so almost always, it's like you can get that, like that, clarify. Wait, wait. So what happened? Yeah. Wait, no. They they said what? Right. You know, if or, you're really interested, you'll have a different follow up. Yes. So the irony is that by saying interesting, you're sort of like validating them as a person. But what you're really saying is that wasn't very interesting. But, but that's the thing. <laughs> and like and like so this this is what I would like to stress. I would like to attempt to stress is that mm. like I think I say it quite frequently and I do I do mean it. And like I think probably this is like one of those things where like if you've got a scale of like one to ten and and like you you know, um, like 10 being like the most incredibly interesting thing. And I like, I'll probably like sequester myself off in a corner and me and you are just going to continue to have this discussion yeah. for as long as, as, as it needs to go. Like mm-hmm. there is no time limit. Like I'm not focused on anything else. Like that is the, the paramount of interesting. Whereas like, you know, the, the one is basically just like, I, like I actively can't care about this. Like I, I do not, I can't summon the ability to do so. I think that like when I respond to somebody like, Oh, that's interesting. It's probably like, like about, out of six mm. you know it's like, like i think we're like we're not we're not at like a stage of like oh i need to carry on this discussion and and like hear more and elaborate and and you know enlighten my understanding of like what we just what we just encountered mm-hmm. um so it's i i don't think that i'm like by like sidestepping being uh, like rude or, or even like a, like a polite way to just be like okay time for a conversation change or something right. like that like like that is not necessarily the um, the underlying sentiment for me. I just also know that I that I lean on this word quite frequently for those those six related conversational sentiments. Yeah, where it's like I don't know if I have a lot more to add to this particular thing. But yeah, that, but that's interesting. I, that is true. It's like I it's like you know I I've definitely had a conversations where it's like okay you you've convinced me i will concede that there's more interesting things about parking lot structure than i would have initially thought so thank you interesting yes i also would like to talk about something else yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, i've done the, have you ever done, okay this is something i have um occasionally known myself to do because sometimes you go to like a like a big social gathering or something where maybe or like a party where there's like um, a lot of new people you haven't met or something or like maybe you only know like a couple of different people there right where sometimes i will find a conversation like i will find myself 
I'm often nervous in situations like this because I'm not great at having like extended conversations despite the act of what we're doing right now. Right. Yeah. (laughs) No, but we've said it so many times, but I've like the the great function of the podcast is like, you know, phones are off. Distractions are away. Like, you know, me and you are like by design sitting down to have a conversation. Yeah. But it's like, I will know that like, okay, I'm going to be at this party for probably two to three hours in general. That's the, the, maybe the general length of time I'm going to exist in this space. Okay. And so sometimes I'll get there. And if I like, and like identified that like, "Mm, I am not, I don't know where to stand. I haven't found like anyone to like really engage in all the way yet. Like if I can find a convert, sometimes I will find a conversation. It's like, I've had this conversation 10 times. Like I know exactly, like I will get, I know that by having the conversation, nothing will happen, but that I can comfortably have this conversation for like 30 minutes. So I'm going to park myself right here and rehab this conversation to pass time at the party. (laughs) Yeah. And like in some ways, this is, I I think like the, the single topic friendships. Like I I think this was like a year one SCB topic, Mm -hmm. but like, um, I remember, you know, there, there was this guy I went to high school with. His name was Matt and we had math class together. And I think the whole thing with Matt was that like it was it was the only thing that we shared. And like while we were in math class, we had like a good rapport and, you know, like traded notes or, you know, like whatever, like, you know, sort of sort of, you know, like when you when you sit next to somebody for such an extended period or even like a whole year, it's like you kind of become like pals with them. But then every time I would run into Matt, you know, out in the real world, it would sort of be like do we have any math homework? I can't, right. I can't remember. Like, you know, it's sort of like, it's like now that I think about it, like I don't actually know anything mm. about you other than that. Like we share math class together. Right. And this is something, you know, I think, uh, is, is kind of interesting. Ha, I did it. I just like, yeah. but, but let me explain why it's interesting is because like <clears throat> inside of social, like people might be good at being social. And sometimes I wonder, cause we have, we have a pair of friends who are like the, the, like they would have existed in the, in the world of like socialites, you know, like, uh, like back in, um, like Downton Abbey type of existence. Okay. Um, you know, uh, there, there are good friends, Thomas and Ashley. Okay. And, and, and they are, um, um, amongst like the best people to just like be, you know, out to dinner, to have over to dinner, to be at a party with, because they are like, they, I mean, they're like interviewers of, of friends, you know, like, so they'll, they'll get in there and they're like highly engaged. They're very like, like they, they, I mean, I feel like they're able to go from person to person. They're able to go and like, like take in everybody's story. They genuinely care about like, right. you know, what, what you have to say. Um, and sometimes like what I feel guilty about is I will often like, be like, you know, I'll leave like a conversation with one of them. I'm like, wow, that was great. They're like, what a great conversation. Like, and I'm like, I didn't ask them anything about themselves. They're like like professional conversationalists. And like, I've watched them at it for like years now where it's like, sometimes, yeah, I'll arrive at like a a social thing and I'll be like, well, I don't know anyone here. So, um, Beth, I'm going to be next to you the whole night. Right. Right. right, Yeah. yeah. That's where I'm going to be. Whereas like, I will watch them and they will like purposefully like sit at opposite ends of the table and like make sure that they are not each other's crutch. And like at certain points be like, all right, well, I've talked to you guys for a while. I'm going to try and get to the other other end of the table and talk to the people I haven't yet because I got to talk to all those people and I have to have a touchstone with like every single person here and I'm like they but it's like it's not like performative you're right it's like it's the difference between being performative and actually caring yeah it's, which it, they do it, it's like they're very intentional with their friendships is, yes is that thing that's, what it comes that's down a great to? way yeah. to put it yeah um and and so that's that's amazing because I similarly I'll do the same thing so like you know I, very often you go to like a party or something like that and it's like everybody I think it's like it's like in 
instilled into us, you know, like when we're in middle school or high school or, or even elementary school, you know, like one of the kids in the class has a birthday party and, you know, it's sort of like who's on the invite list and, and like what's 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 the right thing to do? Or like, you know, if you're having a party in elementary school, do you just invite your entire class? Because otherwise, you know, it's it's oh, right. it's rude to the other students who you then don't invite. And then you, right. then you've made it like this inclusion exclusion type of situation or whatever. So I feel like as we get older, this continues to be true. You know, when you're in high school, you want to be invited to the party. When you get in college, you want to be invited to the party, like whatever. Like, you know, you want to be there like where where the rest of the people happen to be. Right. But then I also know that like oftentimes I will go to the party. I will be surrounded by people and I will find my people and I'll usually stand in the corner and talk to them for most of the night. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, it's like there's 200 people here and I spent the entire time talking to the six people I would have hung out with if we didn't come here. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's like, look at us. We're at a party. We were invited. This is so cool. Nudge, nudge. Yeah. By the way, let's just talk to each other like we almost always do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, which I think is like one of those big things like, you know, uh, like the mark of a good party is recognizing that this is a, is a common behavior of people and trying to figure out how to disrupt those waves and figure out how to get people like, you know, engaged with one another that like maybe don't always know each other. Um, because there is something really great about getting to speak to somebody for, you know, the first time or, or going and like, like, you know, there's a whole world of new topics when it comes to meeting a new person where it's like, we have no idea what shared interest we have. I have no idea what interests you have that could like spark something inside of, of me, mm-hmm. you know, that like, that like I never knew to pursue before. So like my, my mountain biking endeavor, like we grew up, you know, our dad was, was a big into it. So yeah. like, it's not like I was, it was a foreign concept to me, but we, I would largely say like would occasionally go out. I feel like we did it like, you know, some, some like rails, uh, uh, what is it? Rail, tra- rail trails. Yeah. Yes. Rail trails. Yeah. So we, we live in like a, like a, um, a train area of the world. And sometimes there are sections where there used to be trains that are now just bike paths. And because trains can't really go up hills, they're usually just long, flat, straight, places to go bike yep so growing up we spent a fair bit of time on bikes we did lots of stuff like that but we weren't necessarily always like you know hucking it down down the trails and such yeah it wasn't like let's go on a mountain biking trip it wasn't you know it was like we are we are at a place where you can ride bikes, so we brought them. The point of coming here wasn't riding a bike. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. But we're at a campground, and so you can you can ride your bike over to the ice cream stand, you know, right. two-tenths yeah. of a mile away. And yeah. That, that's fun. <laughs> yes, yes. I remember there being sometimes we'd go camping at, like, the, the rec park in Franklin County. I remember and, that. Yes, and there was this, like, one little bike trail from, like, it was, like, through the woods, and it was, like, from where, like, the tent was set up, like, over to, like, where the pavilion was. It was maybe, like, a half mile or something, if even that. Right. Certainly, it felt longer as kids but i remember like i was thinking i think about this all the time now that we're doing biking there the, you would go down and there'd be this like one hill you had to climb up and after that it was just sort of like going through the woods okay and i remember like at first like getting there and not being able to go up the hill and like by the end being like okay i figured out how to go up the hill right right and then it was like then you just like do laps around that one little loop or something but like that was probably the most extreme quote unquote mountain biking I did as a kid, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, so like my thing was that like, you know, as I reached adulthood and I was sort of like exiting college and, and, and like looking for, you know, like what are my interests as an adult, you know, actually going to be because I'm sort of out living on my own for the first time. And, and I'm, I'm like getting to like sort of make some of these decisions and, and try to figure out like, you know, who I am. And so I remember being at a party one day uh, and I was, I was, you know, just chatting with a, you know, like a mutual acquaintance and he was sort of like, you want to go mountain biking on Tuesday and I was like yeah I could I could do that mm-hmm. I could I could probably you know make that, that <laughs> yeah. work and you know I think partially I was like I was like I've just been engaging in, in good conversation with this new person and, and I'm, I'm hopeful at the the prospect 
aspect of making a new friend. But like my, it, it was like one of these things where it was like, I like, I was able to find someone who I barely knew, find enough of an enjoining interest and be able to latch onto that interest. And now that person, now I went riding with him a whole bunch of times in, in subsequent years, but he moved away probably eight years ago, like before yeah. Alice and I were even together. Right. Um, and mountain biking has like continued to permeate my life like yeah. long beyond it. So it's yes. like, it's amazing how going in and meeting this like new person and being willing to have a conversation with somebody you don't know. It's like massively, impactful on, yeah. on your life otherwise i always i know who you're talking about that's our, our friend paul who yes. moved away yeah um because he was having twins what up shout yeah. out to paul yeah um great guy it's amazing sometimes i think back to like the number of things like like paul influenced in my life because it wasn't like someone like i mean i would definitely count him as like uh, a good friend while he was here but it wasn't someone like i you know knew a ton it was like it was like a friend of a friend who just sort of like ended up being part of our group yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, absolutely and it was like um i remember he's the one who first invited me to go rock climbing which eventually led me to invite you to go rock climbing okay um and then yeah he invited you to go mountain biking and then he would you know the same thing sometimes he'd be like you you just want to go skiing and he'd be like well paul i met you a couple times but yeah i'll go spend a whole day skiing with you just you and me certainly you know? we can talk on the lifts <laughs> all day long all day which we could and yes. the drive and it was like yeah so it was really good and like all these like li- like he was very good about being intentional with his interests and just inviting anyone and i remember that's such like an aspect i feel like of your early 20s or maybe certain activities where it's like especially skiing or like mountain biking where it's like it's not, nothing stopping you from going by yourself other than it's a long drive by yourself and a lot of time by yourself yeah um, right just it, for i don't have this gene like I, yeah. I am not like a go and do activities on my own yeah type of person historically largely like well, I, I struggle with that a yeah. little bit yeah well, the, those activities in particular are ones where it's like you you typically want someone else there just in case something goes awry yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely right yeah yeah yeah. like um but you're right like you know would it it, it's interesting like if if we live you know if you just lived at snowshoe or something for like the season would you would you go skiing by yourself would you just wake up and be like "Eh, anyone going skiing anyone want to come no all right i'll be out there right 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 yeah Yeah. i mean it might be a little bit easier if it's quite literally your backyard right exactly yeah Yeah, that's a fair point that's a fair point and at that point you know even if something goes wrong it seems like your support system is at least somewhat adjacent yeah uh, yeah exactly like not not terribly so far away but it does feel like one of those things if you go if you go out to the mountains into the the heart of west virginia where there is no cell service by yourself and and you know like like skiing not the least dangerous thing you could do yeah you know it's like i've been a whole bunch of times and been able to knock on wood you know come home without incident however there is always that thought of like well what if something happens then i'm just not there by myself right yeah <laughs> now it's really gonna be no I mean, fun you got to face a broken arm all alone yep. um, yeah which you know doesn't seem like doesn't seem like a great time but yep. anyway i mean it all comes back to the word interesting because it's sort of like this this to me was going to a conversation and him being like yeah i go mountain biking. oh that's interesting should we do that yeah right <laughs> you know uh but i think it's 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 kind of fun because i also think then um as you're entering all of these conversations it's almost like what what helps spur along the conversation because we mentioned like the like our, our good friends who are conversationalists but like they are good like interviewers like i feel like they go in and they're like they're like it's all about you i'm going to focus on you and what's going on in your world and your accolades and your goals and it's, like you know like let's make the, the interesting <laughs> thing huh, about it. it is that their interest 
is conversations. And that you know? very, yes, that's I, the I, thing. Right. Like I think that they are people who can who can very much live vicariously through the the narratives that you tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and so interestingly, ha, again, <laughs> I have talked to these exact this exact couple before, the the husband Thomas. Um, and I told him at one point in time that the Murphs that I was doing. Yeah. You know, and I was like, because in uh my rock climbing career, uh what career, you know, my hobby <laughs> <laughs> time I spent rock climbing. Um, I, I was finding myself at that stage where I was like, I am needing to find like, like ways to strengthen myself even more than just by simply climbing because I am like reaching the limits of what my, my natural abilities are allowing me to do. Right. And so I started doing a workout called the Murph, um, quite a lot, way, way more often than you should. But Mm -hmm. the Murph is basically run one mile, uh, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, and then run one mile. Yes. And for a while I was doing it, uh, weekly with, uh, you and Beth, um, who would come over and, and participate with me. And I do remember, telling our friend Thomas about this particular thing and him being like, what, you know, just sort of like, that's a mind blowing, you know, kind of physical endeavor or whatever, yeah. you know? And, and he was, he was incredibly gracious and, and found my, my activities to be very interesting, which made me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, I spoke with him like a year later and he was like, you know, one day you were telling me about the Murph and then I was like, I should go and do that. I don't know the last time I did a pull up. So I was like, I started doing a whole bunch of pull ups. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just like it, <laughs> the, the thing that was interesting. See, I'm explaining it. I'm working on it. Yep. Um, to me was that he made a conversation all about me, but then he did gleam something from that conversation and actually like enacted, you know, like it impacted him then going forward. Like he, yes. he then like, you know, found his own way to now interact with this new endeavor. Yeah. Which, this is like a kind of self-confidence that I like, I think it, it is like impossible for my brain to conceive that like, I like anything I say will have some sort of like impact on someone else you know like like you know it's not like oh yeah it's like if i had a conversation it was like we had conversations because we were at a party so you talk to people but it wasn't like you know but like that's it you know (laughs) but it's so interesting from me from my perspective did again because like you as my older brother were were influencing so much of the things that i the like impossible yeah the ways in which i like (laughs) interpreted the world sure you know like as i'm growing up and stuff like that and like you know the things that stood out to uh you know the things that stood out to you the feedback that you gave like if this was cool if this wasn't cool like you know all of those things were like were were influencing me on such a massive level sure yeah you know so uh to hear you say that you know i'm i'm like no like you like you absolutely have mm-hmm. things that are that are having impact on people that are like staying with them and then like driving the ways in which they interact with the world man maybe i should be trying harder <laughs> maybe you should but like so like how willing are you because this is the other thing too is that like i think um like on both ends of the spectrum so i have been the person who have who has gone to parties before and had somebody be very you know interested in letting me talk and yeah. asking me a bunch of questions you know like the the job for example that we do is is a, like unusual yeah at least and so it, it is not uncommon for people to be like how does that work you yeah. know i mean uh not the least of which was you know of course my father-in-law when i first met him being like yeah. okay how do you make money like what explain this to me because it, it's not very clear from where i'm standing I'm right like, okay hang on one second <laughs> um you know but uh then on the other end i have sometimes found myself you know at parties being the person who is then the like the interviewer so to speak so being like okay 
like I'm going to go up to somebody. I'm going to learn things about this person. And, and I say this as if this is like a premeditated like plan, not yeah. necessarily the case. I just think it's sort of like, um, like I, I, I'm probably waiting on some level to see like which, which direction the conversation will end up going. And so I just think I've been on, on both ends of it. So sometimes I will go in and, you know, you start to ask somebody about like, Oh, how, you know, how's this going? Or, or, or like some, some conversational touchstones, mm-hmm. you know, like, like tell me about what you do and, and, like right. whether or not that expands into a greater conversation or not, because my firm belief is that every single person's job is interesting, whether or not they realize it. Sure. You know, so it's almost like, and, and this is talking about someone's job is, is sort of like talking about the weather. It's like the yeah. lowest hanging fruit. It's sort of like, Oh, what do you do? And so you and I have both had this, this, discussion before which is like sometimes it's a game when you go into a conversation to see how far you can get into knowing somebody without asking yeah what the do you do question what do you do yeah yeah um but the like a lot of times what do you say in terms of like how much are you willing to expand on topics or how much are you aware of the dance that is a conversation that is almost like your like if somebody asks you a question your obligation to to keep the ball up, so to speak. Yeah. To throw the ball back, you know? To, I mean, to, the pressure is immense. It's on immense. Me. Okay. Yes. Okay. I feel so like walk me through I, how you feel often. Like I'll be in a conversation. I can tell like someone's like, Oh, like this is going to be hopefully an easy person or I'll feel like this is an easy person to talk to or something. But then like I'll reach sort of that like conversational lull where it's clearly my turn to talk. And I'm like, I don't like what, what do I need to say to continue this conversation or do I need to like find an out to like, well, I got to go to the bathroom or something <laughs> you know, or whatever. Like, Again? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like, all right, well, I'm going to go check on these guys. Oh, sorry, you know, whatever it is. Um, and it's like, I, I feel like it's, it shouldn't be that hard to come up with like the next thing to say. And often it's like the, the pressure internally for me is often like, it feels very heavy. Like I'm so aware of the conversation rather than just being like in it or something, you know, and that that's, it's very interesting as well, because I think like when I was like, it's, it's a very different end of it. But like when I was like, uh, test taking in high school, yeah, even to this day, like the J versus Ben's, for example, this will oftentimes happen to me where I will be asked a question or, or given like a question Mm -hmm. and it's almost like my brain doesn't have the answer come to mind. And then it is actively trying to recall the answer. Yeah. And instead of actually like going through other context clues or, or, or finding like nearby, like, okay, so like, I I know that this detail happens sort of close to, you know, if we're talking about like Harry Potter, for example, like, like, okay, I know that this is in Goblet of Fire. I can narrow it down to that. Okay. I know this happens in between the second and third task. Okay. I can narrow it down to that. You know, it's sort of like, um, like your brain could go and, and start to think, logically yeah and and use like what do i know that can help me inform how to to get into the middle and in the middle is what the answer to this question is and my brain will just think so hard about the middle and not actually like how to get myself there right that it's like i I lock myself out of the answer and then i'll and then i then i just go blank right and this is this is where like sometimes like on the j versus ben's i'm just have to i just have to write like you know um a random word now my mind was literally like trying to find like a random right, word yeah, just like, like a like a joke answer just or something. a joke answer. Yeah. yeah it's like at the very least maybe i can be funny right you know or at the very least like let me let me take an absurd stab in the dark and see if i get the letters close right you know and which occasionally sometimes does happen it's yeah like, totally okay, do. look at that. Yeah. you got the initials so you're in the you're in the you're in the ballpark but 
um, I think sometimes this could possibly be the case in social situations where like you find yourself trying so hard to think of like what to say that you're not like just letting letting it like right flow in a way that is natural yeah but on the flip end of that i also think occasionally you probably put two people together that like are not conversational matches for one another there there is absolutely that it's like there are it it has been interesting to me over the years when sometimes like you will just find someone who and it's like like you are just like really good at talking to yeah the the way in which that like their sense of humor just like matches yours very closely or like the 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 way in which they're interested in things is similar to yours and it's like i can talk to this person really well a lot right but a lot of times it's just like i it, it is rare it those are, i mean for especially for me like those people are rare to come by <laughs> right i know but, yeah i think I've, i mean i've talked about it before on the pop but i had like my my soul friend who i met back during my days at petland oh yeah you know and and that was just like one of those people where it was just like i i like i like walked up to them and it was just sort of like wow we get along immediately and extremely well and pretty much all the time and we've battle tested it and like spent a lot of hours together and it still holds up there you know and it's it it is always like incredibly remarkable uh when that comes about Mm -hmm. but then on the other 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 end of this is shared interests like shared interests are like the ultimate 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 way like to always have something to discuss they absolutely are yeah um this is okay. So this is like uh, I've I've discovered this a lot with our, our friend Big Steve. Yeah. If you watch the other thing, like uh, you know, he was your roommate in college and stuff. It was in your grade in high school. Yeah, we've known each other that. since we were eleven. Yeah, and we've gone like mountain biking a ton. But like in the past couple years or so, um, me and Steve and I've discovered this shared interest of like competitive Pokemon cards. Yes. Which yep. I mean, certainly you you are still um you your interest in Pokemon cards is you know a lot. Yes, but you don't yeah. care about playing the game as much. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's not I, I don't feel excluded from this particular um, like like joint interest. It's just sort of like the way in which I interact with it is just is is just ever so slightly di- different from the primary way in which you guys interact with it. Yeah. Um, but so and uh, as a result, though, Stephen and I have been on like three separate trips to like different cities in America together where we've like, you know, shared a hotel room and like gone and played in these big regional tournaments and gone on like road trips together. And it's just just me and Steven out there the whole time. I know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, remarkable. Yeah, it's like it's uh, and, you know, you always have like, um, you know, you can always talk about Pokemon cards because that's what we're there to do. And that's like the point of the trip. Usually, right. but it's like you can't only talk about that for, you know, 48, 76 hours or whatever. Right. You know, like the, the whole the whole weekend, the like, whole trip, yeah, so, drive up, drive back. Yeah, it meals. is. It's always interesting to me at the sort of stuff that you eventually start like, you know, discovering about each other's personalities and stuff and situations like that where it's like, well, you're going to have to talk because you're going to be in the car together for like five hours and then you're going to be staying in the same hotel room and you're going to have at least several sit down meals with this person. You know? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're going yeah. to need to you're going to need to like start to to weave in the the ins and outs of of sort of like who this person is beyond that shared interest but i think a lot of times like that is why like this is this i i like ali and i always talk about this and it's so interesting because i feel like we grew up with like hobbies everywhere yeah you know like hobbies are like our our family's like identity you know it's just sort of like everybody in the in the the household is sort of like got something that the the, the, they latch on to and almost everybody in the household is able to share that interest with at least one other person in the household yeah you know like um just talking about like the competitive card playing like uh 
sorry, uh, you and our younger brother Tyler, you know, I think growing up, like would would do lots of like uh, like Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments together yeah, and stuff like that. Would. Like it was it was almost sort of like like this interest that like sort of like bunny hopped me sort of like as like the middleman there in the the siblinghood so to speak. Yeah, where like like this was something that like you guys shared that like I wasn't included in, but didn't also feel excluded in because I just sort of had other shared interests with both of you. Right. Um, which you know becomes becomes its own thing. But um, it's it's fascinating to me because like you know Alice has a family member who were doing like a um. Uh, like a school, she's a, she's a school teacher. So we're doing like a, uh, like a night where we're going to go and, and participate in something that she's throwing for her, for her class. Yeah. You know, like where, where people can come out and it's, it's sort of like a career night type of thing, you mm-hmm. know, and, and kind of talking about like the, the different things that we do. And, um, she's like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, me and me and this person have like so much to like talk about. It's so interesting how having like a shared interest, like really expands like what, what we have to discuss. And I'm always like, exactly, Alice, exactly. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is like, you know, like I feel like Alice came into our relationship and she was sort of like, it seems like you're trying really hard to get me interested in a whole bunch of different things that I'm not already interested in. It's like, I am doing that. You're yeah. You have hit the you nail absolutely on the head. Like, yeah. you know, does this work? No, no problem. Does this work? Nope. No problem. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, because to me it's like, uh, I love, I love having that thing where it's just sort of like, like, Oh, there's a, there's a, there's a new movie coming out in this, in this world that me and you both enjoy together or, yeah. you know, like, Oh, did you see, they just like came out with a new product for that, that bike, you know, yeah. like a new bike part just, get, just got released. It's a game changer. Like, right. You know, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, this is this is how to conversation with J and Ben Carlin. How to conversation. I man, I've just been sitting here on something I was trying to say for like two minutes, <laughs> just totally dripping out of my brain right oh, now. No. I feel so stupid. Uh, what was I gonna talk? The about? dreaded I, brain drip. I know the brain drip was like, don't lose focus. Keep listening, but don't lose focus on the eye. What did, what were you gonna say the- there? <laughs> oh man, it's gonna come back to me. Something. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games, and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all-time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting, you know? To me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like, it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or 
or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which, wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, okay. Yes, oh, I got, got it. it. We got Boom. it. We got I, it. I was like, literally, like, it. I feel like we need to have like a slow zoom I, on Jay's face. I think was sort of like, can we get there? Okay, go, go, go. I know. Okay, so we've been watching the movie Inside Out at my house a lot recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, great. Just just such a perfect movie in so many ways. It really is. Oh, uh, man. I almost just lost my train of thought. Nailed it. <laughs> I really, actually, there is a moment there where like Riley loses her train of thought where I really wish like they cut out to her in the moment and she was like in the middle of saying something and she was just like, and like she lost it or something. That would have been good. That would have yeah. been great. Yeah. They do so many things like that in that movie. But anyway, one of the things that I feel like maybe like I this sounds this is going to sound so dumb not to like realize or something as a as like a 35 year old or something. But like, you know, I think for me, like I have like all these like interests and stuff that I feel like are ju- like I feel like the way that like. I interacted with maybe like, you know, like Pokemon or Pixar or Harry Potter was like, that is an interest of mine, but like, like it's not necessarily like part of my personality or something or like your personality isn't the things you're interested in. You know, it's the, you know, your, your, your personality is like, you know, like deeper, broader 
things like your virtue or integrity or honesty or something like that. Like uh, things like, you hold dear at the very core of you or something. You're, you're like your personality islands. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a personality. Islands and personality. yeah, exactly. Like th- those are the things that would define your personality. Whereas like Harry Potter or something would just be something you like, but it's like that. I feel like I've just been watching this movie and I was like, I was thinking about that exact thing as I was watching um, the movie because like her personality islands are you know some of them are in fact very like vague like that it's just like family honesty you know like that but then certain of Riley's personality um, islands like one of them is just hockey and it's just like like the realization that hockey is a part of Riley's personality is like it, it sounds so dumb but it's like that was just like this like almost like liberating feeling for me in the past couple of weeks that it's just like like it's not just something Riley likes to do. It is literally a part of her. It's like who makes Riley Riley is hockey. Yes. You know, like her interest. And I was like, man, and, and it was like, cause I don't know, just like recontextualize like the way I thought about like interests or something. It's like, like, you know, if you think about like poke, like there's almost no doubt. I was like, there's almost no doubt. If you, you know, if you want to give like the, the inside out, like template, like there's a giant, Pokemon personality island in my brain. You know, it's like, it's like it stopped. It let me think about it in a way that wasn't like, this is just a thing I really like. It's like, this is a part of me. Right. You know, right. And, and yeah, I think I th- no, I, I completely agree with you as well, because I think like, you know, I have known people in our in our life as we've grown up and like, you know, um, like our uh, like trainer Gabriel that we talk about, for example, like yeah. his his wedding band is it has um like like knurling on it which yeah. if you've ever seen like a like a weightlifting bar that sort of like cross stitch diamond pattern is the knurling like that's the grip so like you know um that's like when you're when you're doing something super heavy that is like literally what is like helping your hands hold on to the bar itself right and like when i saw that wedding band i was like goodness gracious like there could not be a more perfect like like subtle touch to something so deeply personal as your wedding band as as having like that that knurling on there. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like, oh man, I'm so jealous that he's got like something that I know is so meaningful to him that like it 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 it, it is it can be honored by having a place on that fixture of himself. Yeah. You know, and but like when you think about him, it's like like it's not even hard to figure out that like exercise, weightlifting is one of his islands of personality. Right. Like without a doubt. Yeah. And um, this is something that like, you know, for me, a lot of times, even like, you know, going through like my whole, my whole tattoo endeavor, like I, I was thinking about like all of these various interests that I have in my life and trying to determine whether or not any of them like earned the merit of being one of my islands of personality. Right. Like, like, have I ever, have I ever let something grow in importance and, and flourish and, and like actually like, just like let my brain like unapologetically embrace this thing and, and like ingrain it into who I am as a person to where it's like part of my, right. You know, part of my being. Right. And, and like, you know, so it's, it's funny that you say you struggle with this because I feel like as, as I'm now like dissecting the same thought, I'm like, man, I definitely think I struggle with this as well. I think, you know what you said the word unapologetic there. And I think the un is the, is the big part of that. Cause I feel like I have apologetically, I feel like, you know, it's like I've apologetically been really into like Harry Potter and Pokemon and things like, I feel some, you guys put up with you. I feel like it's like, it's It's burned. 
burden. put up with. Yeah, it's like yeah. a burden on, on those like, in your like, life. I, yeah. I can't help that I like these things, but I'm sorry I have to burden you with the fact that I enjoy these things or something. Right. But it's like, it's not, you're right. It's like, I, it's like I, that is exactly it. And I feel like that was sort of like the, the I, so, I, I know it sounds so, you're probably listening at home like, what are you talking about? How could you not know this? Or how could, how could this be like a hurdle for you or something? But it's like the, the, un, I feel like, I feel like Hockey Island like really put the un in front of things in my life and like the last month, you know, right. So, you know? so people need to stop being apologetically interested in things and be unapologetically interested. In exactly. Things. Like, except yeah. that it's not just a thing you like, but that it is a part like of you. Yes. Like it's not that like, Oh, it's not like, you know, it's like, Oh, what are your interests? You know, I feel like that's the difference. Like, what are your interests versus like, you know, tell me about like your personality. It's like same thing. Like right. think of them as the same. Like, it's not like I'm interested in Harry Potter. Like if that part of me died, a whole piece of me would die. Right. You know, right, like if yeah. you took that away from me, I would not be me anymore. Right. Like something integral to your existence. Right. No, I, I, yeah, I get that completely. And, and it, uh, like the thing that I think that I frequently do, you know, this is, this is, I think probably the, to the, the ultimate dismay of like the people pleaser personality is that I think a lot of times like people pleaser is like a giant snow globe over the rest of my islands of personality. Mm-hmm. And it's almost one of these things where it's like more importantly than any anything else is to not cause like external harm or discomfort to any other person that I am with in any way at any point in time, always and per always. Mm -hmm. And I think that like part of what that means though, is that like if I am interacting with somebody and I know that I need to close off one of my islands of personality, then I have no issue doing that on behalf of the other person. But it also, it's like, sometimes I wonder, it's like, should this be like a signal to me that it's like, Ben, if you're having to close off a portion of your personality, just in order to like, like be around this particular person, like one, either maybe you're doing it unnecessarily and they wouldn't mind at all. Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe, maybe it's like, like, don't do that. Like be yourself, you know, like that is, that is the important thing or recognize that if you need to close off one of your islands of personality to be around a person, that that is like a signal. That's like, it doesn't mean that there's like malice involved. Doesn't mean that like we dislike, like each other but it's like maybe this is not the person for you to go and spend a whole bunch of your time with because like they are literally the byproduct of being around that particular person is that you have to close off a portion of who you are it's so funny that you're it's it's like we have like the we have like inverted problems <laughs> talking to people or <laughs> it's like you're so concerned that anything you say will be the most impactful thing that like hurts someone ever and i'm concerned that like like i there's i'm incapable of saying things that will impact people interesting you know yeah yeah like that it's that it is so you're right though yeah. that is i think that that is that is like the, the a correct assessment of at least our own perceptions exactly if, if yes. not actually <laughs> not how, it how it is yeah um because no i i i do think and and probably on some level for me i ruminate a lot so like um you know oftentimes i will go through and um like I used to, this, this was a, a, an honest to goodness theory of mine while I was in college. So w- without going too deep into, uh, you know, the, the behaviors of a college student, but I, uh, would have these hangovers and these hangovers were 
the absolute <sighs> worst. Like I have such if, a left turn. I'm going to write it down. Okay. But, but so if, if there's, if there was like one thing to know and, and, and any of my friends in college who had spent time with me and it wasn't because I was ever going and doing things in like a completely reckless manner or, or pushing myself like to such an extent that I had like, like vastly over consumed or something. I was just, I was just like embarrassingly like, like not even embarrassingly because there is no standard for this, but like just a major lightweight, I yeah. guess is what it would come down to. And, um, but I think what would what would truly happen is I would give myself migraines because I would, you know, through the process of consuming anything, it impairs your ability and like, you know, some of your thoughts and judgment and all the rest of that type of stuff, which usually didn't ever cause any major issues. Like I don't I, I don't like look back on my my any of these moments in my life and was like, oh, goodness gracious, I regret that night. Like, yeah, mostly I would just regret the day after where it was like, well, I was very uncomfortable and I had a fever of, you know, 103 and yeah. I was in, in, in just in pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I would give myself these migraines because you would, you would have like swimmy headedness, you know, from the consumption. And then, um, I would then get, you know, I would go and lie in bed and I would try to replay every single conversation I had through the entire night. And it's like, my brain would not allow me to rest until it had gone through and been like, okay, I was talking to this person next to the door and we were talking about this. And I said this thing and I was like, was that an okay thing to say? And like, it was almost like my brain couldn't connect the dots properly. So then it would spend the whole night just thought spiraling and thought spiraling and thought spiraling about like, Oh my gosh, I need to, I, you know, and it, it was never the case that like, I would reach out to the person the next day and be like, I'm sorry. I said this thing. And they were like, thank you for saying something like, you know, that was like, for the most part, people were like, I, I was, that was fine. You were good. Like, right, no problem. Yeah. like yeah. you know, it's like you were, your brain wouldn't allow for the fact that like everyone was a little inebriated and people just, you know, you, people are just you know, being silly and yeah. saying things and right. Yeah. But so I, I think for me though, like oftentimes, you know, I will, I I will like be on the drive home from, you know, like an outing to somebody's house and like I'll, I'll get really, really, really quiet in the car and Allie be like, what are you thinking about? And I was like, well, I was thinking about that thing that they said, you know, and it's almost like like whether this now is going to just terrify every single person who ever has a conversation with me for the rest of for always. But like I do think about everything that everybody says of any impact uh-huh. a lot i know and you know mm-hmm. so it's like people we will, I, we will sometimes have like there was a, i think just a couple weeks ago we were like streaming or something and there was there was like uh something that came up on the stream or like a little comment that came up on the stream and you and i like discussed it afterwards and then it was like on a friday night and then we went home and we came back on monday yeah and i remember like i was like we it was like oh how was your weekend and you were like oh, i was just like i thought about this you know like whatever the comment was yeah and i was like if you hadn't said it i wouldn't have remembered yeah i know, <laughs> you know? i know yeah so like i mean i had nightmares about it it like infiltrated right. all my thoughts i had conversations with everybody i talked to that weekend about it like you know it's just like one of those things where i was just like you know i i was so i was so thrown and and like worried and and it was just like my my brain couldn't stop like spinning laps around these particular things um to the point where i could ever ever let go of it so anyway but i think that a lot of times what happens is it's hard to feel unique in this regard mm-hmm. um and so so for the most part, I tend to assume that people are like I forgot you even said that. Like most of the time, I'm like you're just being polite because you definitely remember it. And you've talked to about it. Like you know, you've, you've yeah. talked about this with everybody you know, right? 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 Probably. Maybe. Right. <laughs> like, um, but I, I think it, you know, it's twofold. I think I'm, I probably am uh, at times unnecessarily, you know, hard on myself or you know, or over assuming my my own 
you know, impact on others. And then I also think that I like, it's not necessarily typical for all people to leave all conversations and continue to think and think and think and think and think about sure. the same thing over and over and over yeah. again. Um, so anyway, but what were you going to say? I feel like you, you had like a brain blast mid mid topic there. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was literally, so you just talked about like laying in bed and having like your brain, like go around and around on something. And it occurred to me that I had a dream last night where like, it was one of those dreams where like in the dream, you wake up from the dream, uh-huh. but actually you're still a dreaming. Oh, right. right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're like two levels of inception deep or whatever. Very meta. But oh my gosh, it was, um, it was basically the best idea for a movie that I've made, you know, that uh, I just thought it was a fantastic movie. I idea. I can't wait to hear and it in, in the dream. It was like I was living inside of the movie and then I like woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, I just had a great idea for a movie and I was already telling you about it. But then I woke up again. I was like, I had a dream about telling Ben about a dream I had for a movie. So I'm actually going to tell you maybe I'm asleep right now. Whoa, Who knows? Yeah, that would be wild. That'd be wild. Anyway, are you ready for the name of this movie, Ben? Yeah, it's called Death Cat. Whoa, Death Cat. Great name, right? Yeah, great name. Okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm already <laughs> into it. This was my this was my dream last night and that, that was like, here's what I dreamed about. But the this was the the premise for the movie is that you have just a bunch of guys who are um, hanging out at the house and they're they sort of know each other or whatever. And maybe I think it's maybe like a bachelor party situation. I can't remember all the details. Okay, you know how dreams are. I know. Yeah, they, yeah. You know, almost always in every retelling of every dream ever, you have to use the words and for some reason. And yeah, and for some reason or whatever. But the uh, the the overall plot is that you have a bunch of people who are going to be staying at a house together, and there has been like you, there's been like an invitation to come do the thing. Like it's going to be a really cool thing. I've discovered. I found a cool thing for us to do. Okay, and the thing is that someone has found like what what people are doing is they are paying this person to let them spend a, a weekend with this cat and the arrangement is that if you survive the weekend you will get a large like sum of money or something okay but for whatever reason no one has ever lived through the weekend with the cat oh my god right so the, it's like everyone's like of course i could spend a weekend in a house with a cat like you no know? big deal no big deal whatever <laughs> what they don't know death cat death cat <laughs> death cat so is the cat itself <clears throat> malicious like or I is think, it just or I is it just like an omen a grim no i think the cat itself is malicious so like you get in there and it's like at at first the impression is that like the guys are just like well obviously the first thing we're going to do is just kill the cat because like then it it will absolutely be no harm to us that's not against the rules or anything like that yeah i don't know why they think they're going to succeed when this is the whole business model is you're paying this guy a ton of money to let the cat stay with you but the cat will like so and i remember like in the dream so like the first like the first thing they do is like they trap the cat underneath like a blanket or something they like try and stomp on it or something but then they like uncover it and it turns out that they'd actually covered up like two animals and it's like oh we just destroyed one of our own like pets or something this is really morbid as i'm saying it out loud yeah just a little but bit yeah, anyway yeah, yeah. whatever they've done to Such it is isn't cat. isn't working like even if they like successfully like isolate it and like apparently crush it not working cat survives okay and it's like as as it goes on 
um, you know, it turns out the cat is more more malicious. I'm not sure why this is sounding weirder and weirder as I say it. No, it's but the, okay. The goal the goal of the movie is that like you think you're just spending a weekend with the cat, but actually the cat is making is like slowly picking off the people in the house and can they survive? So here's what I'm hearing. Yeah, is that so? Twenty seven butts productions. Yeah, twenty seven butts productions, which is the name of our yeah. production company that we don't that we don't have. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it sounds like what we make is holiday classics. Right. And to me, what I'm hearing is uh, like so. 27 butts itself the the original installment which which leads to the production company yeah because it's wildly successful on such a shoestring budget like no doubt thought? no one would have um, thought yeah it's like it showed up in like your suggested netflix feed and you were like 27 butts like i got this seems like another one of those weird ones but then you watch it and you're like i was actually laughing a lot it's like i can't believe i can't okay, believe it. Did, you know. did you see the thing it's like is this becoming a cool yeah. classic or i mean like now, now i'm on 27 butt talk <laughs> Um, but no, so after the, the, uh, rampant success of, yeah. of 27 butts, right. we then, we move backwards on the calendar right. and we make our Halloween classic death, death cat. cat. Yeah. yeah. And death cat is while it's, it, it's, it's sort of like, like a, um, like a dark comedy. I like to think like, yeah. like it's, it's, it's hilarious, but also sort of does have these like dark undertones and people definitely are like not surviving yeah. the whole film. People are not surviving, but like, yeah. but like in a way, like, you know, like where somebody like somebody like, you know, falls down a shoot or something like that and they're just gone and everybody else is just sort of like well i guess we're gonna have to make without bill i think the mystery is whether or not the people are like what you're right it's like are people like being killed by the cat or is the like the belief that the cat is deadly like leading to deadly accidents see and i think i think that's exactly it like i think that that would be like sort of like the hilarious twist that's unfolding as the story unfolds um <laughs> right walked myself right into a, a conversational loop there um but like yeah i think i think it's almost like everybody walks in and there's such high stakes involved that everybody is looking at the cat as if like the cat is going to do something incredibly yeah. dangerous but i like a world where it's like because everybody's so worried about it they're going to such extreme lengths to then be like precautious around it right but it's like, like all you have to do is let the cat live in the house with you for two days yes and and, and, i mean it goes back to i I think i've given this example before but we went to um a cross-country camp once upon a time and there's this team building exercise where they they take like a 10 foot uh like slender rod and everybody puts their fingers out kind of like finger guns if you can imagine and the goal is to just keep your fingers at your hips so everybody hold the rod together without lifting but for whatever reason psychologically like there will always be the case that somebody thinks somebody else is lifting and so they will continue to lift and so like literally just maintaining hip height for this rod is like it takes a lot of like mental fortitude and teamwork to be like guys don't lift your fingers yeah and and like it's it is this simple team building exercise then delivered into death cat into death where it's like guys if no if nobody freaks out we're fine like all we have to do is is do nothing the whole weekend and i it has to be the case that if they if they got there and did nothing then everything would be fine and it would just work but the problem is is that everybody knows that everybody who stays dies and therefore everybody has the same amount of worry like they're raising their fingers yeah like they have to do it you know and and so it's like everybody responds so so aggressively accordingly to the otherwise proposed stakes and yeah so i like the i like the idea that like the movie ends and like or maybe even like the movie starts and the cat is just like licking like blood off right the floor oh, so yeah there's something <laughs> yeah. that's just like there seems like there's something sinister about the cat and maybe there is we don't know 72 hours earlier but so like what well, yeah exactly right <laughs> 
<laughs> 72 hours earlier. Uh, yeah, cut to that. But like what I thought about, like, it, so when I woke up from the dream, I was telling you about it in the first place. You're, I was like, you know, in dream, you asked me like, so like, did that make you afraid of cats? And I was like, you know what? It would like, and then I was thinking about it in bed. It was like, it didn't make me afraid of cats. But at the same time, like if a, like, as I was laying in bed, I was like, I'm not afraid of cats just because I saw this movie. But at the same time, if a cat walked in here right now, I'd be pretty freaked out. Oh, yeah. So this yeah. was it also made me think about like the future of movies where you could have like a situation where it's like you can watch it on screen and it's like <laughs> what idiots with the cat and they can't even or whatever. Right. But then like if you could have like some sort of immersive experience where like you're sitting in the theater and like for whatever reason, maybe if you had like projectors or something where all of a sudden you could look down and there was like cats walking around Ooh. like around. I'd be like, oh, my God. God, like, like it'd be so like, much. Like, it'd be like as an idea on screen, it was hilarious and like not scary at all. But now it's right here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I love I that. Like, yeah, I love I was that. Like, oh boy, this is a real interactive. That's just a cat. Yeah, just death cat. It's, 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 that's just, it's just you know death what? cat. It's just death cat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, stay tuned for Twenty Seven Butts Productions. <laughs> yeah. Right. As we, death cat. I mean, now now as we as we continue to work our way backwards, so we 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 go from you know our, our holiday classic Twenty Seven right. Butts to our Halloween classic mm-hmm. uh, Death Cat, then like what is the holiday that would then like come come in between there? Come before Halloween? Yeah, what what is the what is the holiday before Halloween? Like July 4th? Is it July 4th? <laughs> it Can it possibly be? be? Like, <laughs> what do you do in September? Like, like what yeah, like I mean there's nothing. Yeah. August. I guess we jumped you know, Thanksgiving for yeah. what it's worth. We did so jump we, Thanksgiving. We, we, yeah. If you go back from yeah, I think we're at July 4th, so Wow. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, it's, it's ripe for, you know, holiday fun. Right. Plus, right. then, well, really, what we're looking for is like a summer movie now because we've had a winter and an October and a, and a fall movie. So we really need just like a summer. Of like so, ma- so maybe the movie is just called Blockbuster, oh. but but it's like it's about like a construction company that busts blocks, <laughs> you know, like 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 uh, you know, it's like a it's a family business uh, where they they for for generations have run uh, demolition, yeah, of of sorts, mm-hmm. you know, and right. and so that's that's the movie. It's just it's just Blockbuster, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's straight fireworks, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Blockbuster, two words, two words, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> right there i love it in I the love summer it. okay all right thanks the things to look forward to from mm-hmm. 27 butts productions otherwise guys as ever uh last week we had an entire episode um of our of our patreon bonus uh after the final pop if you got a sampling of that if you'd like to support the show you can do so patreon.com slash popcorn culture where you can get access to all of the episodes of after the final pop that's just at our five dollar tier uh we also have our 25 dollar quarterly merch tier which uh for the fourth quarter of 2023 what we are doing is this really really uh cool rocks glass that has a d20 a metal d20 like embedded melted into the side of it it's super cool it's got the popcorn culture logo on it and with that will also come uh the uh digital download to a brand new episode Episode of D&D featuring Jay and myself mm-hmm. and the rest of the crew here at Super Carlin Brothers. It should be a hooting and hollering good time. Again, if you want to do that, that's the quarterly merch here at patreon.com slash popcorn culture. But otherwise, until next time, pop pop.